the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a real play tabletop RPG using the chill third edition rule set. And of course we are based in the sweet little Chicago land world. Um, my name is Nort. I will be your sweet little chill master this evening, and your players are Anna playing Mavis. Robert playing Wesley. Uh Derek's playing Father Frank Flanagan. And Again, we will be having another kind of leveling up session, um, but I have an idea that we're going to do at the end, so it should be a little more fun, because um, I feel like the group needs a little bit more uh, relaxing time. Um, so we're going to go right into the base upgrading this time. Uh, and again, Branson's not with us, unfortunately. He's a sick boy. Um, again, you are all hanging out. It's about a few hours after you were talking about all your cool abilities you got, and... Um, you hear the cane of Richard walking up to you, and again, he sits down at your table and says that there's a few more upgrades, uh, more repairs that we need to get done, um, and was wondering what you guys, if you guys had any more ideas, and he turns to Mavis and he goes, we didn't have time to do the armory last time, so we'll definitely do that one this time. Awesome. Um... And he kind of lays out what you guys can do. Uh, again, uh, do you guys do you guys remember? Or do you need me to go over them again? Uh, I know we can clear some more of the tunnels. The tunnels, you did them all. Did we do all? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I thought we only did three. I thought we only did three. There was only three. Okay. I thought there were six. Sorry. That's okay. Maybe I later, but right, well. there's only three. <laughs> so that's fine. Um. Um. Okay. That, then yes, go over them all. Sure. There is the. Uh, the, the second tier of the book upgrading, which is cataloging them and putting like a computer in there that you can just quick search. Um, there's the bunk rooms are ba are still pretty basic. Um, there's the kitchen area. Um, and that's uh, one one two, so it's one for the library, one for the one for the bunk room, and then two for the kitchen because it needs basically an entire overhaul for it. Um, and then there's the conference room that's still broken and the loudspeaker system that's still broken. And that's there's a one, those are one each. And then you guys have that new van, um, but you will need to recruit someone to be a mechanic. 
What? I was gonna say a driver. I have a, I have someone in mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a driver if you want. Uh, but yeah, and he says I have a couple people that we've been looking into. You could use for that. Um, there's of course establishing other contacts. That's always a good idea. Um, and then he's like, we do have all those scouting missions we need to do. Um, but I fear I, I need to do a little bit more recon. I should be ready by the next time we have some downtime to do that. Uh, so what were you guys feeling? Mm. Definitely want to do the armory. Yeah. So that was two points? That You already paid for that one. Oh, okay. You guys have, I believe you guys... We have four points, right? Well, depending on what you did. You could have a max of four each time, so you can get between one and four. Um, we can go over it. Uh, let's say... Let's see, you, um, what did you guys, what did you guys use this time around? We used the library. The library. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's it, actually. The library? Um. I don't think we did anything else because we didn't use the lab at all. No, we just used the library because I woke up Dean and that's the only thing we did. Yep. You used Dean for, I thought you used Dean for the oh, computers. computers. So oh, yeah. Dean and the computers. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, so you guys have you only have two points this time, so we'll do the armory and then you have two points to spend. Okay. Um, what would you guys like to do? Or preferences? Because I don't really have a preference, honestly. Uh, let's just do the bunk room. Is that one? The bunk, the bunk room. room. The bunk room and... The mechanics, one. The only thing that's two is the kitchen. Okay. I was going to say the kitchen. Wesley's, like, using this place as his home. Yeah. Because he doesn't... We can, we can skip mm-hmm. out on so. the bunk room and just do the kitchen. I'm fine yeah. with that as well. Okay. That way it's so okay. yeah. bunk room next time or catalog of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For the so. mechanic, I was just going to pull that book up. <laughs> give you give you names. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, it was perfect. Um, and he uh, kind of... L- you guys go over what you need, like all of the kitchen appliances. You're basically just going to build like a nice... A little up, more upgraded office kitchen mm. in the middle. It's going to sit right in the middle, mm. and there's a, already like these big vents that go down there, but there's nothing it's connected to. But they're just like hanging. They just need to be extended down to the appliances. Okay. And and you guys order them, and then they are brought down. <coughs> and uh, they use they actually use the uh, um, they use the side passages to get the appliances down because they won't make it down the staircase. So you guys put in some. Some, kit- some kitchen appliances, a nice couple fridges, some stoves, a microwave, all that good stuff. Um, and what that does uh, is it, it has scheduled meal times. So that out- every you have scheduled meal times when you're out on cases. So like everyone, it's like a big family dinner. It makes everyone feel more like a team. It was um, Grimm's idea. Uh, and then uh, morale is just generally increased because eating together helps you grow as a family and friends and uh, Richard after booting everything in he goes did anybody know how to cook and everyone on, in the whole place is like not really we get he to goes, hire a cook <laughs> yeah there we go so um, you kind of gravitate towards this one uh, person her name is Rosa Gutierrez. Rosa Gutierrez. Please write that down for the love of God. Um, and she is um, a high-end chef. Um, she kind of... She's in her mid-50s. Um, she had a run-in with... Uh, a El t- Chupacabra. 
Sure. She had a run-in with the Chupacabra when she was visiting Mexico City. Um, she went out on like a night walk, and she was attacked by the Chupacabra and managed to fend it off and kind of just got away from it. Um, it got distracted with like an animal or something. Goats. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she is she's traveled all over the world, um, and she is looking to... Uh, she wants to help more with SAVE. Um, and she was one of the older prospects they were looking into just hiring on, um, not necessarily for her cooking skills, um, but she is kind of against um, a violence, but she wants to help any way she can. So you guys contact her, and she is currently living um, in, let's say, she, yeah, she's currently living in Chicago. She's kind of, she kind of likes how the town is, um, and uh, she agrees to meet. With you, with everyone, and Richard just goes and meets her, and she comes back. He comes back with her, and she seems thrilled to help, and she uh, uh, approaches all four of you. And she looks like she's in pretty good shape for her age. She's not um, showing any signs of illness or anything really. She's very spry, and she uh, says, "Hello, my name is Rosa. I cannot wait to cook for you." And I. Uh, Good at many other things, and she gives you figure guns, and then like kind of walks okay, over the kitchens all excitedly, no. and uh, just begins preparing a meal for everyone. So sweet, I love to eat. <laughs> you love to eat imaginary food in your mind that you're I not do. eating, but your character's <laughs> eating. I concur. Actually, okay, so Mavis. Yes. You are at your desk, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you just finished up the kitchen stuff. Okay. And you hear... Actually, roll me a perception. I rolled an 8 and I needed a 70. Okay. So you hear, like, some light rubbing of leather behind you. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh... Well, I guess I'll turn around and... Okay. You, uh, See if it's actually Dr. Woodsgate. You uh, turn around and, uh... There is a man quietly walking up to you. Uh, and he, and he, uh, kind of pulls his hands off from behind his back and waves to you. Hello, Mavis. I heard you wanted to tighten up the storage area, correct? Yep. All right, well, follow me. Okay. And as he's, uh, as you guys kind of walk, he... Again, as he walks, it's like he's gliding across the floor in his full decked-out leather suit, and he gestures his hand behind his back um, to Mark, who is in the kind of leaning in a chair in the lab, and gestures him, and Mark kind of quickly stands up and jogs out and follows you guys, and you are you walk into the storage area that kind of leads into the big vault door. And it is just a disaster. And he kind of gestures and you guys begin work. It takes a whole day of just straight... You kind of pull everything off the shelves because they're like these humongous shelves that go to the ceiling. So you have to use ladders at some point. And you're kind of just throwing away old scrap metal. And like there's old weapons that have just rusted over and they're just there's no way even recovering them. And there's like old case files that are kind of just kind of thrown into like a, a corner of the library and um you find more of those hard drives that you found okay. that one time 
and um, it's you're beginning to organize it, uh, and you kind of move this box, and it tumbles off the shelf. And as you're kind of like turning back to look at what you were, like what you were at the shelf as you're about to move down, you see this small wooden box, All right. a nice little ornate. Um, it looks like it has a little tiny latch in the front, and it's about the size of, let's say, like a book. Okay, so it's like it's like a cigar box or like a Almost, jewelry box. Okay. Kinda, yeah. All right. Is it locked? It you don't you it doesn't seem to be. Okay, I'm gonna open it. As you open it, um, there it looks like it. There's just like a black cloth laying over something inside it. Ooh, is it another gun? I'm gonna I'm gonna open the cloth. It is not. It is a string. It is this like a bowstring. As you pick it up, it glows and get fl- a flash of light hits you, like really quickly, millisecond. And as you unstring it, it is this incredibly long bowstring. Sweet. And you, uh, as you are kind of making your way down. Grim walks up to you. Mavis, what did you discover? I found this bowstring in a box. Hmm, interesting. And he, uh, kind of, uh, he gestures towards the armory, and you guys kind of walk through the the door, hisses open as you walk through, and, uh, uh give me a bow, please. Right. He takes it and he lays it on his uh, on like this table that's in there now. After you guys fix it up, there's like this table where you can like clean your weapons and detach them and stuff. And he gently takes off your old string and okay. puts on the new one, and then hands it to you. And as it exchanges hands, it there's like that mild flash of light. Okay. Uh, and he just kind of like bows to you to see to like gesture for you to do something and like. All right. There's like a dummy in the corner or something. There's a dummy in the corner of mm-hmm. the armory. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna load it up with one of my arrows that obviously I'm in full gear at all times for no reason. Sure. So yeah, I'm gonna load it up and shoot it at the dummy. And it uh, it's just kind of it feels tight, like nice and tight, and it hits it. It doesn't seem to do anything after it hits it though. Okay. It it feels it's a nice it feels like the bow's better in general just as like it feels a little little like stronger almost. Um, I can't tell if it did anything to the dummy like there's no way for me to tell if it hit like a living thing. Um, not really. It I mean it feels like it looks like it sunk a little deeper than normal. Like maybe it does slightly more damage, um, but there must be something that it does that's not necessarily for combat. Okay. That's what you're kind of putting together. All right. And he is right behind you as you're looking. And he, over the side of your, your, over your shoulder, he says, Hmm, it must be something more utility, if that makes sense. Hmm. I wonder if it never breaks. I don't know, we'll see. We'll have to find out. Use it later. I'm not about to shoot anybody (laughs) in here. Unless, Grim? Mm? You want to shoot me? Yeah. I do not want you to shoot me. That would be very not cool. Never mind then. See you later. And as you turn away, 
um, you hear like a, hmm, and uh, you take a few steps, and the bow, it like, it shakes a little bit, and it, the string glows. Uh-huh. And you duck, and a foot goes right over your head. And you spin around, and he goes. <laughs> well, there you go. I asked you to. Sh- I asked to shoot you, and you try and kick me. <laughs> no, <laughs> it uh, it warns you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just staring at you. I guess that's what it does. Yeah, maybe it doesn't need to be on the bow entirely. Maybe it could be sewn into something or draped around something. It could just be a string for all we know. I mean, I start thinking of squirrel accessories. <sighs> I walk away. Yeah, you walk away, yeah. and uh, you leave Mark to finish the job. <laughs> he seems. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> I just walked away. Okay, it was, it was big I have hug. committed. Bye. <laughs> I got yeah. what I needed. I'm out. Mark. Mark seems cool with it, dude. I mean, it's not like. He has anything to do. He I mean he can't get behind the wheel anymore, so. Right. Michael, you, all your friends are out working on things uh, in their personal lives. Um, you haven't seen Mavis in a, a few days. Uh, she's been out camping or something. Um, Wesley's locking himself in the gym, basically, and... Uh, Frank's been kind of wandering around and doing stuff at the church. What, uh, when you kind of, when you make your way to your main desk on the bullpen, there is a letter waiting for you. Um, there's no return address. Um, it is labeled to your apartment, and it, you grabbed it in your stack of, like, mail you brought home to work this morning because you, you spend most of your time here mm-hmm. but you stop to get your mail at your p.o box at your apartment right uh and this this is the last piece of built piece of mail you haven't opened and it's just addressed to you okay oh am i supposed to like do you have a little like yeah uh so you kind of rip it open uh, when you pulled out uh a smell of like uh, uh, sweet lavender kind of hits you um, and it's, it, a rush of deja vu hits you, um, and at the top, it just says, uh, Dear Pipel, and as you're scrolling through, just kind of trying to figure out who it's from, you realize it's from Maggie, your ex-wife, um, which you haven't spoke to in a long time, and, uh, it just says, uh, Pipel, uh, I know it's been a while since we talked. Just what just what happened with everything. I, I just couldn't believe what happened and we had to go. I'm not sorry for leaving. I'm just sorry. It was so abrupt. I stopped by today to see, see you, but you weren't in. I think that's probably still for the better. Yeah. Jackie just graduated from school. I have, here's some pictures, and then kind of cuts around. There's pictures of like 
of your daughter and everything. Um, How do you react to that? Probably just start drinking super heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I know we talked is that you're saving your points this time around to kind of save up for something big maybe next time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're saying that Pykele kind of gets lost into his alcoholism. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I drink, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, you haven't had one of these episodes in a while. Since you've joined Save, you haven't. You've kind of, it's kind of renewed your purpose with everything. Uh, but you kind of get lost. As you're just like kind of looking around the base, all of your teammates are kind of just sitting around talking and like uh, laughing with each other, um, and they all just seem happy. Like it seems that a lot of these people have finally found a home. Uh, being a lot of them have been outcasts or uh, they have been shunned, um, and you're all you all kind of swell with pride. Uh, Pykele's out there with Mordecai. He is going shot for shot with Charles right now. Um, and uh, uh, the day kind of continues. Everyone's kind of just hanging out. Um, Dean and Gene actually walk up to you three as you guys are kind of uh, you guys are kind of going to you're kind of going over those old cases you found. Everyone's kind of intrigued by that. There's a few that you're you're from your father. Okay. And mother, that they uh, there's a one cold case they couldn't solve, and there's a bunch of cases that they did solve. Um, and Gene and Dean kind of walk up to you. The popular crowd, whoa! <laughs> you say that? Yeah. Gene kind of like oh my dear, kind of like looks at you and then takes a step back and then uh, kind of pushes Dean forwards. You want you wanted to talk to him? Yes, Dean. How may we <laughs> appreciate it? Oh, first things, we're all gonna go out, and we're gonna get some dinner, and we're gonna we're we're gonna get some drinks. Uh, we're gonna go to this nice little arcade bar that's over there, and I was just wondering if your team wanted to come with my team and like have try to like have some bonding because I feel like there's a lot of. And he like puts his hands and like tries to like like start shoving them together, like there's a lot of like friction between us, and I you know what I'm saying I don't really like it. Wesley this whole time was like just standing there like you know kind of puffing his muscles out a bit was they approach. As soon as he said food and drinks, he just like relaxes yeah. and takes his hands. He's like, no, we're not like that, and pulls them apart. It's like, Let's go. He's like. I'm just so like freaked out by that. He's like, he's kind of fumbling because you can tell he's kind of fumbling with how to just speak now, and you're kind of confused. And Gene kind of places his hand on his shoulder and like, uh, kind of like pulls him back a little bit and steps forward. I know it was Dean's idea. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. I don't want us to go out and fight. And I've talked to Grim, and he says I should trust more people. I would. I have trouble trusting people, and the team means a lot to me, and I I think it would be fun, because, I mean, some of us are young, and some of us are older, 
um, but everyone likes some good a good restaurant, and I was thinking after maybe we could go bowling, or just something that's less low key because I know that um, Wu doesn't necessarily drink as really, and I know I don't know if you, Father, I imagine you would only maybe have a drink or two. Not really, yes. Um, but I feel like it could still be fun. I mean, no one has I'm not no one has to come. There's no gonna be there isn't gonna be any ill will if you decide not to. But I think it'd be kind of fun to raise a little hell for once instead of qualming it, if that makes any sense. Hell uh, yeah. Sorry, Father. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. What y'all don't know about Mavis is uh, she would go head-to-head with Lucas when Lucas was still alive. Lucas was a party boy. Hell yeah. Okay. I gotta look something. I gotta look in this real quick. Because I... I gotta go put my squirrel away. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a euphemism. Please. <laughs> please do that. Like, a lot. That sounds like a euphemism a lot. <laughs> Dean, Dean blushes and goes, you have, you have a squirrel? And then I pull off my backpack, because now I, I, I always wear my backpack now. Um, it's one of those backpacks, you know, with, like, the little bubble... That looks like a spaceship, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? That they put cats in, but it's for my squirrel. These are things. And then, like, there's a little, uh, like, elastic pouch. So it has, like, a water thing that you give gerbils. So that's, I carry that around all the time. So I, I go put my squirrel. And squirrels are going to die and you're going to be so sad. Huh. <laughs> 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 that immediate creep. You know... Yeah, I, oh, I know him. Yeah. He's gonna kill. As soon as she said, "I'm gonna get a pet," I was like, oh, "I haven't, that poor, I haven't that killed." Poor he's like, "Yeah, get a pet. I haven't killed Branson's dog yet." He doesn't take it anywhere. I know. He's like, he's like, "Wait, my dog? Where is it?" And you're like, "You didn't take it." They're kind of looking to you guys to see if you guys are interested in going with them. Yep. Father, you're not going. I suppose I can come. Uh, they go. At least to dinner. To dinner? At least to dinner. <laughs> Jean goes, we, we are going to a very nice, um, it's a Japanese cuisine restaurant. It's very fancy. Uh, Richard told us to use the cards and just take us all out. Um, Sydney and Mark will be coming too. Mm, of um, course. And then that incredibly tall man walks out and that incredibly short woman comes with him, kind of walking up to you guys. Um, and the, and uh, then Maxine and Wu kind of uh, quite short behind them. We go out to dinner and it's great and we take the mystery machine. You all just pile on the mystery machine? Of course we do. Uh, there's oh, plenty no. of room in the mystery machine but nobody wants to take the Mavis mobile? No. Why? Because I have a cool <laughs> van now. You don't, can't even drive it, sir. Nope, I asked Mark to. Wait, is there Mark. seats in the van, or is it, I mean, it's a utility van, so there's, like, a couple seats in the There's, like, computers in the back. Yeah. There's room. Yeah, sure, why not? We can all pile on the floor. Mark, would you please drive us to, and I give him he, like, the address? I don't know. Drive, or do you mean drive? Do it what you will. <laughs> Wait, what's he driving? The mystery machine. Oh, I call shotgun. And and Sydney kind of like puffs her, puffs, All right. puffs her chest. I'll, I'll sit in the back. And I'll sit um, next to Dean. Like, who else is in the back? Pykel? Is Pykel coming? No. Sure. <laughs> All right. There's so many people on this fucking van. No one, everyone's like, we could drive them. Everyone's like, no, we're taking this van. 
So it's like a sardine can in there. All right. So I'll sit between uh, Pykele and Dean. There's no sitting. We're all sitting on the floor. Are we standing in the van? It would be even worse. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're all sitting. There's legs everywhere. Yeah. Casual. No, Pykele drives. He Why drives, he drives your car. Oh, Pykele drives my car. And then um, a couple other people, like, uh, like Wu goes with him, and let's see, and a couple other people go with him. Um, as you guys are walking... Sydney and Mark seem to be arguing about something, and Sydney goes, "You know, I'm just as good a driver as you." And Mark goes, "No, I'm obviously better. You never beat me ever." Sydney goes, "That one time I did beat you, but you went on a technic." And they're just like going back and forth. Okay. They were both street racers. Oh, of course they were. <laughs> um. So that you kind of pile on the van, and they all, and then it skirts off. Hold on, let me let me see. Wow, that was pretty good. He fucking whips it out of this. He goes so fast up the ramp that it makes a little, like, slight air, and it bounces down, and he screeches around the corner, and just fly, flies through, like, a stoplight, and, like, everyone is screaming. <laughs> no, Wesley, I'm enjoying this. This is awesome. Wesley's just drinking. Yeah. <laughs> we're not That's even, we're not even <laughs> at the restaurant yet, and he's already drinking. Uh, and you guys have the nice restaurant, and, uh, Y'all get your uh, nice Japanese cuisine. Uh, we can role play eating if you want, but we don't have to. Arigato. Oh. All right, I get the um, I get the chef's choice, which is typically like nine pieces of sushi and like a fried udon side order. Okay. Ah, uh, I don't think I'm gonna start drinking yet. I think I'll wait for the bar. Okay. Um. No, I have one drink. Luckily, it's my last drink. This landed on my cheat day. So I yeah. go all right. in. Wesley has so much food. So much. It's almost as much as an, it's almost as expensive as the Disney movies he bought. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a lot of food, dude. Um just really expensive food, you know? He he orders a bottle of sake for the table. And then one for myself. And Pykele wants one too. So Pykele It's all on company card, so Um So then you guys kinda Head from you kind of just walk from the restaurant. It's kind of in a central area of Chicago, so you're around everything, and you head to the bar and um, kind of everyone gets ID and everyone goes walks in. And uh, what do you guys want? Is there anyone you would like to speak with specifically? Like you don't have to go, Father. It's up to you. I call it an early night after I see that all of the youngsters are going to have a nice night out. <laughs> I hail a cab and go back to justice. Okay. Um... Tell them to call me if they need assistance. You say youngsters and Pykele's like <laughs> super old dude. <laughs> yes. You and Pykele are like the same age. He's younger than I am. By like what? Five, ten years? He's also not had life sucked out of him. I'm yeah. like 70. In the yeah. game though. Yeah. Um, That's true. So yeah, you are at the at the bar. Is, who, is there anyone you guys want to speak with or not? Or do you want me just to fuck, pick someone random? What you said, uh, Jean and Dean? Are they like kind of bigger guys? Jean and Jean's a woman. Oh, Jean. Oh, I didn't. She's know a. She's, she's a. She's a gorgeous woman. Oh, okay, she's okay. a gorgeous. Um, she's famous. You knew her before you even joined Safe. She is. She was. Um, like a top MMA fighter. Yeah. Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I challenge them to like darts or something, whatever's there. Yes. 
And Whatever you wants there, buddy. Yes, yes. We're playing you char- play you some darts. Specifically oh, Gene and Dean. We're doing, yes. Yeah, specifically then, no. we're doing darts and then like pool and then we're, we're hitting all the little whatever we can do okay. to entertain ourselves. Sure. Who joins you guys? <clears throat> he's he's not a talker, though. Right. Unfortunately. I'm tough crowd. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course. Sweet. Do you want to do some rolls for some darts? Sure. Let's see. Let's just do a roll and we'll see how good you did. I don't know what you'd add to this. Probably ranged weapons. Ranged weapons. I feel like it's yeah. ranged weapons. Oh, good. They're both bad at it. You're throwing things. So. I rolled a five. I don't need to know what I need to roll, but I rolled a five. Oh, you did good. You get a bonus. So they're bad. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they're they're hitting the board. They're just like, they're not getting any really good points, and you're just bullseye, bullseye. Another good point. And they're and they're just like every time every game you win they're taking a shot but you're just taking a shot with them right yeah um I laugh at them because they have to take a shot I, I'm <laughs> drinking with them though and uh, they just start like ex- they're exchanging stories and like like what they experienced or what they've done like how the unknowns affect them and everything and everyone's kind of laughing and uh, you and Dean are uh, you and Gene are playing um, you're playing Golden Axe. The other Dean and Wu are talking. Dean's kind of talking to him. Dean's really drunk now, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like on Dean's uh, Wu's shoulder, and he's like, "Man, I, I just want to like not be a pussy, you know? <laughs> like you're so like, like you're a man of few words, and like you're so like cool." And Wu's just like nodding. He's like patting him. (laughs) Because he can't talk. Like he's trying to sign, but like (laughs) Dean's is like not even looking at him. Um and you and Jean are are playing Golden Axe and she's she's pretty good. Like you guys are you guys have already passed level two on just one quarter. And um I'm I was kinda worried, Wesley. I'm glad you guys came. I thought that our teams didn't get like like each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was silly because the enemy's not us; it's these creatures that are just, just hurting people and killing people and turning people into be just terrible creatures. Um, and she's kind of like lost for words as she is like rapidly pressing B or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're the enemy. We, we could be friends. We're, we're, yeah. I like that. We're I, friends. I, you know, I also appreciate that no one's brought up, you know, my career. I mean, it didn't, it didn't end great. I, and, I, I mean, I am, it's constantly affecting everything we do. And, I mean, it does help. I do... I do, we do get into a lot of places just because of who I am, but I just appreciate it that, you know, everyone treats me normal, like, even though we were fighting, it was kind of nice that you, that people didn't, (laughs) didn't like me, you know, I've always been the popular one, so it's nice to not, I guess, I don't know, Wesley, Yeah. do you want another shot? Is that even a question? And uh, she orders some more drinks, and you guys just keep just keep pounding them. And you look back over, and uh, uh, Dean is just is still babbling to Wu about 
about how he doesn't talk much and how he's such a good listener. And then we're going to go over uh, to Mavis. Mavis, you are uh, kind of, without Father Frank there, it's kind of uncomfortable almost. Not like you feel bad and you want to leave. It's just like there's so much ice that needs to be broken, and you're so bad with the breaking of the ice. Do you feel me? Yeah. What is, what, just tell me, what is, what would Mavis do or what would you want okay. Mavis to do? So I'm kind of at the bar right now. I'm looking around, watching everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Dean and Wu, and then Gene and Wesley. Uh, I'm feeling some weird tension between Mark and Sydney. I don't want to go over there. It's like playful, like. It just feels weird. To me. And right now they're, they're playing like a big Jenga. So I'm just scoping out. Mm-hmm. Looking at the tops of heads, and of course, there's one giant head. Yeah, there's. You see, and you guys lock eyes. You see Maxine as she's like pushing through these crowd of people. She's such a large woman, um, and she's so muscular that people are kind of afraid of her just because she's so intimidating. And um, here, let me. Maybe if she had a better attitude. Or she has the right attitude. If you're her, so... I don't know. She's never talked to me. She has talked to you. She's yelled at you. She's just mean. You're, you're mean to her. I'm not mean to her. Um, she kind of slides up to the bar next to you. Um, and she just kind of, like, orders... She orders a whiskey. Just, like, a big glass of double, double shot of whiskey. And she kind of pushes it back and looks at you. Hello. Hello. And I order myself a couple drinks to myself. To yourself. A couple drinks to myself. She uh, kind of pats the table. She goes, I, I, you know, I, I want to apologize. Uh-huh. Oh, you want more? Okay. I want to apologize the my I lashed out at you because I thought you were weak and I thought you were pathetic but I was wrong you have proven yourself and I had no right to talk to you like that and just because your parents were something doesn't mean that you have to be them what do you mean my parents were something? Your parents were great envoys, correct? Yeah. I should not compare you to them. That's not fair. I didn't like it when my family compared me to my father. So, and I could never live up to that. And I don't want you to feel that And in this setting where we're supposed to be helping each other to protect the world from such atrocities. And when she speaks, she looks very like she has a hard time talking about this. Um, and I just kind of want to wipe the water. And, I, and she looks at you. She goes, "You get one punch. Just you have. This is for me. You have to give me one punch. Just and I, and I can. I'll feel better about everything." Uh, her woman pecks, you mean? <laughs> her wex? Her wex. It still hurts. And then I, I look at her and I say, I look at the bartender and I say, one fruit punch, please. 
She goes, see you? And looks at the drink. That was a joke. And then she just fucking starts belly laughing, and everyone just <laughs> takes, like, four steps back. Um, like, you hear, like, the stool she's on creak a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, she, like, puts this huge muscular hand on her shoulder and gives you, like, a tight squeeze and goes, Alright, Grandma's right. You're, uh, you're alright. Now, if you ever need me to dead-eye something for you. I think I got call. it, Maxine. You can use a high-powered sniper rifle, too? I have a bow. I mean... Let's play skee-ball. Fuck yeah. I love skee-ball. Alright, let's go play skee-ball. Yeah, and she goes, and she goes first, and she just, like, throws the balls right into the hole. <laughs> 10,000 points, 10,000 points, 10,000 points. She has about as high of range weapons as you can get. She has 75? And she has, You have more than her? I have 75. <gasps> no, we're fucking rolling now. I take that back. We're rolling. We're rolling to play skee-ball right now? For sure. She gets a 5. She has a 5? Not a 70. I rolled a 78. Was less than one inch away from the mic and screamed into it. <laughs> <laughs> so you lose the first round Then you go again <laughs> She gets a 98 And she Cause you scream She's laughing still from it So she's just fucking like Missing And they're just like Bouncing into I the I rolled mouth. a 73 So it's a low success <laughs> And she orders uh, Used a couple shots of whiskey And you guys are just fucking Just pounding them back Hell yeah So you uh, get out of the taxi and you kind of make it up and uh, uh, you see James. He's kind of he's kind of gesturing this older this uh, looks like this disheveled young man out of the out of the church. Okay. And uh, he's kind of like he's giving some instructions to a place to where he could get like help for his like a drug abuse or something. Okay. And the guy's like crying and shakes his hand and uh, takes a cab off and goes away. And uh, James uh, turns around and then uh, locks the door like locks up and everything and uh heads with you to your house and uh weren't gonna stay out late with the young ones huh oh no i've far exceeded my time doing that yeah i i feel you mm. i'm the one that keeps up the protections over of the hq normally um wears me out i feel like it's aging me quickly um, but I feel that just because we are old on the outside, that we could still be spread on the inside. Right, Father? I am nimble-minded, yes. Right, Father? Yes, Father. <laughs> oh, I missed that joke. <laughs> and, uh, he unlocks the door and you guys walk in. So, well, I'm going to hit that hay and James. walks up the old farmhouse stairs to his bedroom and you wanted to head to your study? Yes. Okay. So you... Do you want to describe how your study looks? It's... Be your typical study. Leather-bound encyclopedias <laughs> on the the back wall. Bibles, of course. Uh, probably an oak wood. Imagine that. I would probably spend quite a bit of money on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's decked out, my dude. Nice. Nice desk. Yeah, a beautiful desk. For writing all of my, you know, sermons. Of course. Letters and to the Pope. <laughs> Yes, yes, actually, my, my few letters that I have written to the Pope. 
through the years. And you, you so like, and then behind you, you have this. Um, so when you got this house, you discovered that there was a wall safe, um, and you kind of moved this painting back. It's a, it's a painting of uh, Lady, it's Lady of Sorrow. The painting of Lady of Sorrow. You kind of perfect. You kind of move past, and you put in the combo, and you open up the safe, and sending in a few documents like like the deed the church in there, the deed of the house, um, some like you have some money in there for like emergencies, and then right on under on, like underneath everything, there is like this old this old uh, book. Yes. Can you go grab it for me? Yeah, I can go get it. Oh. oh, gosh. Thank you. Oh, it's it's a very small book. It is very small. It's awesome. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Uh, the other one's the other book. It's falling it's apart. It's very old, yes. Oh, gosh. And I, and I open it up. Um, As you open it up... Okay. What? Oh, as I open it up. Oh, there was like a dick or something. Oh there, no! Right? And it fall and it like I crumbles like a, in my my hands as this one is. It's an extremely old book. Like you're very delicate with it. Yes. Um, there's like some. There looks like there's tons of old notes from previous fathers in there. Um, and as you touch it, it slightly glows. Oh. Uh, you're just flipping through it, kind of going um, about your business, and you come to a blank page. Okay. And as you look at the blank page. Um, you blink a few times, blink, and on the top, I've got the very top of it, um, some, like, writing begins to form. Mm, very intriguing. This is after about, like, an hour of reading it. Like, you, it was ba- your basic, um, explaining of faith and all that, uh, it's just kind of interesting coming, it was so old. It just reads, Father Frank Flanagan. Oh my. What do you do? I rub my eyes. I imagine getting tired. So tired. And look back again. And the words are gone? Okay. Do you say anything? Very intriguing. I must must be quite tired. Aren't we all tired? The words scribble across it. Oh gosh. Hmm. I, I rub my eyes again. <laughs> I imagine it's blank again. Mm-hmm. Oh. Peculiar. So peculiar. I have been called many things. You have? Yes. Why? Who are you? And that's what we're going to call it. Oh. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for dialing us up. Thanks for listening to Graham Encounters. I really appreciate you kind of tuning in for this little roleplay sesh we had here where it was straight roleplay, no token flips. Dice rolls are only for darts and skee-ball. But sometimes when you're fighting monsters, you just got to play a little skee-ball. Okay? And, uh... Did you guys have fun at least? And gonna do yeah. little skis? Oh, yeah. But of course. Okay, next time we'll all just take as many shots as our characters do. And I'll take shots awesome. for all mine. Alright, well, I'm glad that I'm not gonna take any shots. <laughs> I just like open up a bottle of whiskey and just drink it all. And that's the game. <laughs> um, that would be super fun. But... So, what, me getting alcohol poisoning? No. 
then you'd get all, you'd, then you'd get all my millions. <laughs> that would be the longest episode. <laughs> Though we were just hammered. It, I mean, it would be interesting. I don't know. We, we we all fight a monster that makes everyone drunk. My squirrel eats oh, everyone. We I'm can, immune. You can only fight a monster when you're drunk. Then I fight them all. Oh my god! You son of a bitch! You stricken gold. Yeah, this is perfect. All right. Your father um, gets drunk on communion wine. Well, I was um, I was speaking to Dax, and he wanted to close this, this episode out. If you guys would be okay oh, with god, that. Oh god, no. Okay, um, I guess. Well, I I wanted to say thanks for listening. Um. To uh, the followers on Twitter, of course, and I want you all to. I want you to go outside, and I want you to just grab grab your nearest your your nearest rock, and I want you to take that, and I want you to bash that one time on the ground, and I want you to spin in three circles, and I want you to give your mom a call and tell her to stay swooped out there. <laughs>